Hello and welcome to Spiritual Shit, your guide to the down and dirty of modern spirituality. This podcast is a place for people wanting to discover more about spirituality, where we can get weird about ghosts, mediumship, aliens, psychics, religion, new age, awakening, ascension, starseeds, channeling, holistic health, philosophy, and even dating. Some shows will be just me rambling about my mystical experiences and discoveries, while other shows will have guests to open up new perspectives and views. I hope you'll join me on this journey as we discuss and open up what spirituality in today's modern world really looks like. Remember to like and subscribe to never miss an episode and hit me up at thelovelyleah.com or at thelovelyleah on Instagram so we can connect. Become a Patreon supporter to get access to behind the scenes of our guests, freebies, early access to new episodes, discounts on merch, and more. What's up, y'all? I hope you had an amazing week. I hope that the new energies that have been coming in have not been affecting you negatively. (laughs) Um, it's been a really interesting last couple weeks. Like the, the energy has shifted in this way that, um, I maybe could say I'm not, was not prepared for, I believe it's Scorpio season. So maybe that's why, but I'm a Scorpio rising. And so I'm finding that the energies this last couple weeks have been kind of in your face. And, um, you know, the loss of my grandfather, by the way, thank you guys who all wrote me. I really appreciate that. Um, just, you know, dealing with family dynamics. I moved this week. Um, there's just, there's so much stuff happening. And then yesterday we had a family friend who also passed. So like seemingly it's, it's just like a lot of up and down, a lot of this very pushful, forceful energy coming in that has been incredibly intense. Um, you know, I think some of you guys may, may think that the, those of us who have been doing work for a really long time don't get swept up <laughs> from, uh, the, the guiles of, of daily life. And like, I have been simply overwhelmed and exhausted and, um, even scared, you know, just knowing, what could be coming or what's not coming and just feeling like the, the, the brevity of human life, how, how short it is and the intensity of it, trying to learn how to appreciate that and see everything, um, as neutral as I can, but man, what a wave of emotions. And if you're experiencing that this week, man, more power to you because it has been a lot to, um, kind of decipher through, you know? So I want to get on to, um, some housekeeping things. If you guys want to do listener questions again, go ahead and uh, leave them on my Instagram or leave them here on anchor. And don't forget to sign up for Patreon. I am giving a free workshop that's going to be on November 28th. And, uh, if you are a Patreon of any level, any tier, you will get to, um, attend this workshop for free. It's how to open up your intuition. And while all these workshops will not always be free on Patreon, those are some of the perks you can expect from uh, being someone in the membership group. So uh, check that out and uh, let's get on to our listener question. Hi, Aliyah. I have a question. Uh, What do you do when you're overwhelmed with um, everything that's coming at you, like downloads, streams, um, everything that you're learning, 
and you don't necessarily want to stop learning, but I need to like stop and actually decipher what's coming at me. Um, I've been on this spiritual journey for about five years now, uh, very slow up to a certain point. Um, I think everything I learned to a certain point was uh, for me to recognize that I was in a dark place and how to get out of there. Um, and now since that moment, it's like every day I'm learning something new. And now I am having all these signs, all these dreams, and I don't know where to go with it. Um, I do look everything up. It's so much that it's too much to journal, if that makes any sense. And I'm doing the best I can. What are your thoughts with that? Thank you. Thank you, Amelia, for your question. Um, this is a great question because I think what happens in, for some people is um, we have awakening overload and everything seems really exciting and it's like all this information is coming at us that we're we're excited about learning that we don't want to shut the faucet off. You know, it's like we finally got it open, let everything pour in. <laughs> Um, but I do think that what, what does happen, at least for me, what's, what's happened is that I had difficulty grounding the information because I wasn't working so much in my rooting and in my humanity. And I was loving all of the crown chakra and third eye chakra information that I was getting and those energies I was able to play with and learning more about my intuition and talking to dead people and, um, trying to decipher dreams and astral travel. And I was so highly focused on, um, you know, what was happening in those realms that I forgot to be a human. And, uh, you know, even to the point where like the crystals I would buy would always be the ones that would focus on the higher chakras. And I wanted, I was, it was like, almost like, and this is just for me, but like, I felt like I couldn't be satiated that all, all the things that I wanted to learn and it was just all coming at me and I could just gulp it all up. But I was kind of like spiritually hoarding <laughs> and I was forgetting to, um, you know, learn how to be here. And I think that, um, you know, my best advice would be from my personal experiences, I had to get to a space of grounding and, you know, everybody says grounding. You're like, what do you, what do you mean by grounding? But essentially taking that energy downward and earthing it. And, you know, that can be, mean spending time in nature, that can be meditation, that can be journaling and stuff like that, like you said. But more than anything, I think it's it's like applying this to human experience. Um, at some point, I had to get to a place where I was like, I'm so heavily focused on what's happening in these upper realms that I'm forgetting to, um, you know, be in this simulation, if you will, like learn the, the idiosyncrasies of, you know, cooking food and talking with my loved ones and stuff. I was so enraptured by all the information that I was receiving that I forgot to just be here. And I think that that, you know, um, at some point what I, what I had to do is I started working on some of my shadow work and, um, the things that were seemed to be less exciting. <laughs> Cause I do think that like when we learn lots of those stuff, those things, um, it's fun. It's exciting to explore aspects of our intuition and, and try to connect with the other side and speak to our guides and stuff. But we can't forget too, that like we're, we are human where we were created or, or reincarnated here to have this experience. So, um, at least for me, and hopefully that answers your question, it was important for me to ground and for me to take time to look at the simplicities of what human life meant um, you know, what experiences, what ways in which my soul was going to expand. And 
not pay as much attention to everything that I was trying to consume. Not because it wasn't good for me to consume, because it was definitely something to learn from, but it was like, you know, you can turn the faucet down a little bit, you know, you don't have to turn it off, but it does not need to be on full blast all the time. I think it actually doesn't serve you as much to have it on full blast all the time because it will be definitely difficult to digest all of that information all at once. So hopefully that answers your question and uh, let's get on to the episode. Axel Carasquillo, founder of Anto High Ascension Academy and developer of Anto High Quantum Healing, is an Ascended Master, Certified Reiki Grandmaster, Naturopathic Metaphysician, and Master Shaman Healer. He has a BS in Health and Wellness from Purdue University and a BS in Linguistics from the University of Michigan, a Doctoral in Metaphysical Science from the University of Sedona, and extensive Mastery Education from the Society of Shamans and Mediums of Europe. Axel comes from a long line of shamans. He grew up in the shamanic tradition learning ancient healing hearts of the mind, body, soul, and psychism. He spent his entire life learning about the human energetic system, its chemical and physical reactions to touch, pleasure, mindfulness, energy, healing, positive psychology, and herbal medicine to maximize a euphoric trance that ensures a profound rejuvenation. His holistic healing style is one of a kind and known globally for its pure power and amazing effects. Axel, also known as Antohi, provides a balance of physical, spiritual, and mental energies that directly reshape your reality in mind-blowing ways. His specialty is in integrative quantum metaphysics, and his understanding of the physical and metaphysical body is incredibly extensive. For the last 20 years of his life, he's done nothing but learn, fine-tune, and enhance his medical knowledge of the energetic anatomy, shamanic healing, esoteric medicine, acupuncture, counseling, positive programming, psychology of the subconscious, and manifestation. He's been referred to as an expert in the quantum shamanic healing field and integrative metaphysics. Please welcome Anto High to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Spiritual Shit. I'm your host, Aaliyah Lovely. And today we have Anto High, who is like this badass shaman who comes from a long line of shamans, psychics, and mediums. And he works in the quantum field with the metaphysical arts and so many other things. Say hey. Hey, how's it going? Good. It's good to see your face. I've been excited for this interview for a while. Um, before we get into all the goodness of all the things that you bring into the world and the metaphysical world and the quantum world and the psychic world and all the channelings that you do, can you give our audience just a little bit of a snippet of who you are, what it is that you do and how you got to this place? Um, yeah. So I am a long, I come from a long line of shamans and my family has been doing it for like hundreds of years. It skipped one generation, which was my parents. And um, then my grandparents waited for their grandkids to basically pick up the tradition again. And we started just learning everything that they had like in store that they had grown up being taught and stuff like that. So there's nine of us that have taken on shamanism fully. We've gone out into the world and like kind of dedicated ourselves to something specific that we've been called to. Um, my specialty has always been learning the ancient arts, which I was taught a lot of it through like folklore and stories. And then when I got to college, I was just kind of like, whoa, like, I feel like there's going to come one day where I'm going to have to explain to people how I do what I do scientifically. And that kind of opened up this whole new layer that I started discovering, um, kind of like how the folklores that I was taught that taught me how to see auras and how to like connect with spirits could be explained through quantum science. 
And I started really studying like psycholinguistics, how language uh, programs the mind. I got really into uh, health and wellness. Um, and during that journey of kind of like discovering the old with the new, I had suffered an accident that um, left me completely like debilitated. I couldn't get up to go to the bathroom or feed myself or do anything. I was sleeping like six days out of the week and if i had one day that was okay it was just kind of for a few hours so i got to a point after being like that for like a year after this accident that i was just like all right you know cosmos like if this is all there is left to my life because this is not who i am i'm willing to forfeit my life here on this dimension but if the answer is somewhere else i'm totally gravy going for that too and that's when the universe was like okay fine let's just go for a ride then and it took me to different cause like different dimensions and all over the cosmos and i started basically meeting like these beings that lived in these different areas and each one of them like some of them were nice some of them were not like some of them instantly instantly saw me in like this human form and they were really mean to me and they were like ew gross kind of like a roach um (laughs) it was like it was really interesting but there were a couple that were really really nice to me and like I remember after hanging out with them they were like okay you know like we're the ascended masters and at that time I didn't know anything um about ascended masters in general and um that's when after I had about like six different kind of little keychainy things they told me, go back to earth and start using it. And I was like, whoa, you gave it to the wrong person. I'm bedridden. I can't do anything. Like I should probably return these. Right. And they were like, no, go back. So like I started, I I went back and I basically had another dream right after that. And I noticed that the keychains were on my side and I was lucid dreaming at this point. And I was like, okay, well, well, this is new. Let me see what this is going to open up. And it opened up this doorway of like where I had overcome like this nightmare stream that was on repeat, right? Mm. And like, it just shut it off. And I noticed that all of a sudden I was feeling really good. I was starting to have, instead of six days where I was sleeping, it turned into four days, it turned into two days, it turned into zero days. And in about like six to eight months, my PTSD was completely like reversed. Mm-hmm. I, at this point, I was even going to like, you know, psychotherapy. I was doing medicine, uh, like medications. I even tried all the ancient techniques that my ancestors had, had given and none of it had worked until this one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once it was re- repaired, they were like, okay, well, you're the messenger of this energy called the Antohai. Like start using it on people and teaching people how powerful they are. And I said, okay, well, I don't know how this is going to work out. I just randomly went online. I posted this post that said, hey, like, if you've been dealing with something, like, really intense, PTSD, whatever, like, come. I'll give you a free energy healing. And I will, I, all I ask is that I record the, record, like, results. And people started finding me from, like, literally all over the globe. And this is before, like, the reputation I have now. I'm still, like, essentially a nobody. And I was like, oh my God. And I started healing people. I didn't touch them. I didn't talk to them. I just pumped the energy in and they would get up off the table. Like, oh my God, this pain I've been carrying for 20 years, is just gone all of a sudden. It has to come back. Or I don't understand. I've gone to a thousand different therapists and, you know, none of us helped, but you didn't touch me or talk to me once. And I feel like I've gone to 20 years of therapy. Like, I don't understand. 
and people that's how like it started blowing up and started getting out there so then um progressively my whole entire life basically has been just esoterica rather it's been learning how to bend reality or like learning quantum physics and quantum medicine um at some point i became a really good healer and i became the number one healer in detroit um just by the community recognizing me and it's been going strong for like a couple years now and that happened in like 2017 so it's like been like three years um and what's amazing is because like i get people who come to me and they they're going through fibromyalgia they're going through um, extreme severe depression whatever it is that they're going through that they haven't been able to find any answers through western medicine or even you know doing traditional meditations even like some of them are like kind of too dissonant from our minds to be able to fully grasp today so you need to find a bridging point and one of the ways that i really like to teach people and get them to like a better state within themselves is teaching them everything is spiritual technology like if you we live in a hologram like literally the cia i think it was the cia or the fbi released a yeah uh a, a document talking yeah, about that i just saw and that, that yeah. Yeah, that was from like the 70s. So -hmm. like we've been living in this projection that's designed to cater to us. We forgot how to use it. And now it's working against us because we don't remember how powerful we are. Mm -hmm. So like it's been this this process of being able to teach people, okay, like you're going to turn, you're going to imagine an app and you're going to turn on that button and you're going to just like any other app on your phone, you just press the button, you let it do its thing and run to the next level. And then people go to these really profound states because they're changing how they look at reality. And in turn, it changes how they look at themselves. Mm -hmm. So like now things don't seem so complicated. And that's one of the things that I teach a lot of like new age healers is like, you know, they overcomplicate so many different modalities and they, they go hunting for certificates and stuff like that. When really like you're the medicine, like Mm if you show up, and you bring the skill that's going to change everything for everybody. So mm-hmm. it's been this really powerful dynamic of like being able to share these like techniques that, it, that in turn teach me a lot because, you know, there's that mantra, like when you teach others, you're basically relearning whatever material yeah. you've been able to teach other people. Yeah. So it's like this constant never ending journey, but yeah, that's how I've gotten to where I'm at right now. Um, that's my training. Like I breathe this, like I'm channeling all the time, even if I don't want to. So mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. well, I know that life. Um, <laughs> I have a thousand questions. Um, I want to go back to what you said about when you were in this dream state, if you will, and you started visiting all these different beings. Um, You said that you were having lucid dream. Were you astral traveling? Were you tapping into a particular frequency before you went to bed? How did you arrive or did they just come to you? Um, Okay. So that one's, that one's really interesting because before that moment I had experiences being taught how to astral travel. So when you astral travel, really what you're just doing is you're detaching your mind from your physical body. Like a lot of people presume that it's the astral body. The astral body is just an, uh, a creation from your imagination, which is coming from your mind anyway. Mm-hmm. So if you just really say, I'm going to step out of my body with my mind and your mind and your brain are two different things. Like mm-hmm. your brain is the physical organ. The mind is the consciousness beyond that. I'm stepping out of my body with my mind. You can then have an astral projection experience. Same thing when you're in a dream, like you can just kind of like remind yourself like something feels kind of like fantasiful or like off and you're like, wait a minute, that's not right. Oh, okay. I'm must be in a dream right now. It's the same kind of uh, concept. So 
when you're like, when you get to a stage where you're willing to let go of this reality for everything that it's worth, like you're willing to let go of your friends, your family, the life that you had, your goals, you have to get to this complete state of emptiness. And if you study Japanese alchemy or Japanese shamanism, it literally talks about these three date stages where you have no goals, you have no aims, and you're completely empty because you have no self. When you abandon all these other constructs, that's when you really start traveling through other dimensions. Like you have to be willing to say, if I never come back to this stage in my life, I'm going to continue to exist somewhere else and I'm okay with that. And that's what really opened the door for me. Like, that's what really started teaching me that there's this map in, that's laid out for all the cosmos. And you can find every IP address that you would visit, like every like, address. Mm-hmm. You would find that through emotion or you would find that through knowledge. So like, if there's something that I don't know and I want to access it, I basically say, okay, I know there's somebody in the cosmos that's an expert in this. Like, I need to talk to you right now. And I know time and space doesn't exist. I know you can hear me. Help a brother out. And that's literally, <laughs> that's literally what I put out there. And then it just comes to me. It just randomly out of nowhere shows up. Rather mm-hmm. it's the numerology or another person that I meet that happens to know all about this subject matter or the internet gets hijacked somehow. Mm-hmm. Like, it always comes through. And that's how you do like this multidimensional travel is realizing that you're so attached to what we're experiencing here today. Like we're attached to like our lives. We're attached to like the fact that we own, you know, BMW or whatever it is that you want to make happen. But this is only like a small layer of what's actually available to us. Mm -hmm. And this is like the final layer you should be focusing on because when you learn that like manifestation is the last thing that happens from the whole process of creation, first you have to create, you generate and then you manifest. Mm -hmm. So a manifest is something that you're observing. It's the last thing that ends up happening through the whole process of the law of attraction or like becoming a divine creator. So what is that you're actually doing constantly? Like you should be focusing on knowing yourself, on mastering yourself, on being one with yourself and understanding that like you can make anything happen. You just forgot how. Mm -hmm. The more you focus on that, your manifest has to shift and you become easier easier at healing yourself healing other people like you know making your dreams happen faster that's all about like fifth dimensional consciousness yeah you had a video where you talked about um like that law of attraction is like outdated like our basic the secret is like outdated and now that we've moved into a new level of consciousness 5d consciousness like that shit doesn't work anymore. Well, it works for people who are still in a 3D level of consciousness. And I don't mean to say that for people who are listening, like, ooh, you're you, you know, you just a 3D bitch, you know, like basically, yeah. you know, <laughs> not at all. Um, but can you talk about what that what that looks like for our consciousness, how we've upgraded in our manifestation? Because I've experienced that personally, especially in the last couple of years, how things have just manifested like that as soon as i wanted to create them they were there whereas before i was looking at vision boards and writing in my journal and trying to make things and okay when is when is this thing going to happen and waiting and once i understood that concept of time i love how you talk about time because it's exactly how i understand it as well and i was like okay this is not like you don't take it so personal anymore 
it's just like it's somewhere it's floating in the cosmos around me because i've thought of it it's there so i just need to be in a position ready to receive it's not a, it's not even like a matter of time if you will cuz time is that construct talk to me about that Okay, so, okay, yeah, you asked me a double question here. So the first one... <laughs> I tend to do that. <laughs> the, the second one's time. The first one was about... Um, Law of attraction being outdated. Okay, okay, let's start there. So I was going to start from time and then go into, like, the, the law of attraction. So, like, first thing you have to know, uh, if you don't know this already, is time and space is an illusion. Like, it, it's something that man has created to kind of find order amongst like what seems to be like this ocean of chaos that's constantly happening because really if you think about it when you take away time what's left just change so like everyone's afraid of change because they've gotten comfortable with time mm -hmm. so that that then puts you in this mindset of like obeying matter and like obeying the 3d world and you make that your focus like one of the most powerful things that i've learned about um the law of attraction has been through social media. Like, you know, I'm a social, social influencer and like, it's hard to do that. Like having inspiration every day to do this and you, you understand it too. Yeah. Like it's hard to have that like inspiration. It's hard to have that energy. It, sometimes you want to get to a higher base of people and you try all these different techniques and they're all based in matter. So they don't work the same. But the moment that I've realized, okay, well, it's not about gaining 20,000 followers more. It's about connecting with the people that want to actually hear this message and be on this vibration. That's my target audience. I'm just going to vibrate and I'm just going to know that they're going to find me however it is that they got to find me. Mm -hmm. Like it's, they're looking for me. I'm looking for them. Just let it happen already. It's mm -hmm. just, it's just organic, right? That's organic social media. And when you're using it at this higher level, this higher frequency where I'm not depending on algorithms and not depending on analytics, you still want to look at that. But at the end of the day, it's all about energy. Energy is the highest currency. Everything is energy. So like if you change the, the way you have an interaction with energy, you're bypassing the law of attraction in some way because you're no longer you're no longer putting out with the law of attraction saying, Hey, this is what I want. Could you get it for me, please? Like that's what a lot of people do. And every other technique in the law of attraction is based off of matter. Let me create a vision board. So it's constantly in my face, right? Mm -hmm. That will help you to kind of program your subconscious mind. But at the end of the day, it's not going to actually bring the manifest through. It has to be your intention to say, this is what's going to happen. Like it's on the board because I'm just reminding myself that this is common and I'm never going to let go of this right here. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people don't do that. So then when you incorporate matter into like, into whatever it is that you're trying to manifest or create, you're, you're automatically working in the law of attraction, which is outdated. The modern day person who's technically manifesting, which really you got to change the word manifesting to creating again, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're creating, what are you creating? Every thought is creating something. Every thought has a, a drive to want to survive because it's a living thing. So it's hard at first to say, okay, well, I'm not going to have this negative thought, but you can program and deprogram things at the same time. Mm -hmm. So like there's days where I wake up and I'm just like, oh, like I just can't do this anymore. And then I'll just be like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's like rewind. Let's like make that line obsolete. Let me just delete it really quick. I can do this. Today's just going to be a little, a little bit of a lesson. There it is. And I can just change my thought like that. 
and roll with that. And after a while, your thoughts will automatically on those days where you wake up and you're, you would normally be like, oh, I just can't do this. So like, okay, so today is one of those days. I'm just going to take it a little bit slower. You know, and just go at my own pace. You know, you, you program yourself to do that. Another thing that like, um, I see, I read a lot of esoterica, like ancient texts, and they all talk about the, the same thing. Like you can manifest matter. And if you manifest matter, that's dense energy. That means you're going to, it's going to take time and it's going to take space to make that happen. Mm-hmm. But if you're manifesting energy and you're manifesting beyond space and time, then you are then just, you're, you're, that's how our ancestors were able to like instantaneously manifest things like that. Like it was, they just knew that that's, that was a possibility. They could do that. They're not actually manifesting, you know, the levitation of a stone. They're manifesting another formula that would get that result. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Bypassing the matter and grabbing the energy. Yeah, grabbing the energy and the constructs of consciousness to make that happen because we live in a hologram. It's an illusion, technically. Mm -hmm. So, like, you need to know how to manipulate, like, the back-end code to make those types of things happen. And we think because of the way that modern-day computers are designed that it's more difficult to learn that. It's not. It's actually just you learning yourself again. Like, one of the ways that I've become one of the greatest healers is because I've been like, yo, I'm a bomb ass healer. Like I'm going to make this happen. Like nobody can come up to me and tell me that I don't know what I'm doing. And I own that all the time. And when I'm healing a person and I've come to something that I've never ever encountered, like a new, like, you know, I work with autistic kids and some autistic kids, their brains are so like their souls are so wired differently that like it's totally new playing ground i have to relearn even the way i've talked to other autistic children so it's like whoa and like when i'm in that moment like i i challenge it and i say okay i've been able to figure out really complex things before i can figure this out again like this is this is only a small learning curve like how do i figure it out pay attention bam and like again i say i start finding these answers because i know that any possibility that I wholeheartedly own in my heart, in my system, and I don't let go of, is going to play out in some degree. The other thing I've been teaching people too is like, when we manifest things, we automatically manifest resistance with whatever it is that we're creating because we're manifesting through time and space again, matter. So like people tell themselves, like Elon Musk has this really great quote that he says, if you, make a, if you make a decision to clean your house in three weeks, you're going to clean your house in three weeks. If you make a decision that you're going to clean your house in three hours, you're going to make it happen in three hours. Like that's the same thing that happens with all your manifests. Like you say you want to make $100,000, but it's going to take you two years to get there. Like how about you're, you're making $100,000 right now because you can create that instantaneously and it's going to manifest however it needs to manifest itself. Mm-hmm. Like no big deal. I'm not going to overcomplicate it. Right. There is, there's something really important to that because when we are in, our, in the creation process, we get to say how long it takes. Like often, um, I love the, the idea of like when we're trying to manifest ma- matter, that that's something dense as far as energy goes. So it's going to take time when we're going through that avenue, but we can bypass that. Uh, holy, I did a podcast actually uh, last week where I talk about um, the difference from manifesting from the, the, the ego, the 3D perspective, and then the 5D consciousness. And how I've been creating lately is, is, is saying to my higher self and or uh, universe, well, hey, what will you have for me? 
and opening my hands up and saying, okay, what is it through the energy in which you'll have for me through a surrendering process? And that's been actually really fun to play with because instead of like when you talked about attachment, instead of grabbing onto something and being like, I must have this thing. And then having that, um, what you said, that resistance that we manifest with it because people are afraid they're not going to get the thing. And then they get really attached to the thing. And maybe not, they're not going to get the thing that delays their uh, avenue to being able to bring that to fruition. So it's a really, really good point. Um, so I want to talk to you about um, what is anti high energy? Like, cause I know that you do Reiki and uh, before maybe some of our listeners, this is the first episode they've heard. So can you explain first what Reiki is and then kind of give us like an, an uh, a very clear explanation of what anti high energy is? Yeah. So um, I giggle because it's kind of like I watched this video this morning that was like, oh, you should you should learn how to like simplify how you talk about things. It's like, <laughs> and now it's happening. Um, so, OK, Reiki is this art form that was found in 1922, I believe, by a guy named Mikao Usui. And he was like this like doctor and he was really well versed but he felt like there was more to medicine that was missing so he actually went to a monastery he spent 21 days by himself was meditating and then he came back with a modality which is basically you can touch someone or you can hover your hands around them you can even send it to a person halfway across the globe if you wanted to um it's just energy it's life energy um and it's been very powerful. It's been like, there's different kinds of Reiki's um, depending on the kind of like, like, cause he had 10 students. So like, depending on the kind of Reiki that you want to learn, it's what you're going to be able to like have different uses for, but it's ultimately all the same energy. So then my kind of Reiki is called quantum Reiki. Um, the reason why it's different than Usui Reiki is because Usui Reiki made it in 1922. Like he, he discovered a frequency for the people of that time period. Mm -hmm. Today we're getting hit by 5G energies. We got like social media hitting us. So over time, like it's been almost a hundred years since he found it. Like we've changed in our psychological ways and the energies that are interacting us and the pressures that we have normally. And that's something that really um, through my healing journey, when I was going through that PTSD stage that I told you about earlier, I had tried Reiki. Like I, before that happened to me, I had learned like 16 different kinds of Reikis. And when I was going through that stage, none of them worked. Like it felt like I had taken an aspirin and that was it. And it was, it made me feel even more hopeless. And that's when I discovered onto high energy so like quantum Reiki is actually onto high energy, um, but it's been dubbed as quantum Reiki today to teach people a way to step out of Reiki. Because a lot of people out there in the Reiki community, they're, they're diehard fans and they feel like you got to stick to this one way. You can't modify it. You can't do anything because then it's not Reiki anymore. And that's not true. Like you can take the principles of Reiki and then add quantum science methods to it and change it. So my quantum Reiki comes from onto high. It teaches you how to upgrade all the previous things that we've ever learned and make it really powerful, concentrated life energy. So Makao Usui's um, energy is called universal life energy. Mm -hmm. It means it's 
from our universe. It's, a, it's from the 3D universe. Quantum Reiki teaches you how to tap into the life energy from multi-dimensional universes. So like the same life energy that runs through an angel is the same life energy that's gonna run through you because you're aware of that perception of reality and how to tap into that frequency. So it, it makes healing faster, stronger. It like makes the effects, like it has effects that Mikao Usui's other kinds of Reiki's can't even, have never even produced, like you've never even heard of it. Um, I've been doing my research for like about three or four years now, probably longer than that. Um, Cause I started when I, when I had my accident. So my accident was around like six years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been really powerful. And then Antohai was that the frequency that like the masters taught me. So the, the ascended masters ended up giving me those keychains. Those are what reversed my PTSD. I started doing that on people and people started having those effects and then basically they told me Antohai is the language of the ascended masters. So there are, there are 14 primary dimensions. If you read Esoterica, it, um, especially like the books of Thoth, like they tell you that there are seven doors that open seven doors that open seven doors that open seven doors. So we all know the first seven doors, the first seven chakras. Like that's literally what we work on all the time. And that has to do with our existence, our emotions, our mind, our past and our relationships, our shadow, our authenticity, our clarity of self and our intuition and our life in general. But there are seven doors that transcend that. And that's what Antohai brought to me originally. It's chakras eight through 14 to our like 13 14 basically yeah um so the ace chakra tells you how to transcend time the ace chakra is the chakra that all shamans across history have had to learn how to turn on everyone knows about the ace chakra but they don't know that the ace chakra has been depicted as a halo in Mm. all of in all of our art right our Mm -hmm. religious arts and stuff like that yeah um then from there, the next chakra is the ninth chakra. It's your soul. So we believe that our souls are in our bodies, but really through epigenetics, if you study anything from like Bruce Lipton, a great like researcher, he talks about how technically your soul is like the, your org field. Mm-hmm. That's like what you're vibrating. And that's what's interacting with other people at a telepathic level all the time. So your soul allows it like that. The ninth chakra allows you to like not only communicate with your soul, but communicate with other people's soul as well. There's a tense chakra underneath our feet. It connects us to the earth. So like that allows us to pick up intuitive information from our environment. That's how animals know when a catastrophe is going to happen and they can clear the area before it happens. That's when you know that you're in a space with somebody and you can just feel like, Ooh, something's not right. Like, a haunted house or something. Mm-hmm. The 11th chakra is located at your hands and it's also above you. That one has to do with your spirit. That one has to do with manifesting at a high rate. It, it's You let go of your identity, even as a soul, and you just understand that you're pure energy. That's mm-hmm. pretty much it. Um, the 12th chakra allows you to access all, like the mother of all Googles, which is basically the Akashic Records. And mm-hmm. you can do it at at your you know snap of fingers or whatever the 13th chakra is where the uh ascended masters are associated with it's the nexus point between all other realities so the 13th dimension 
is called Adonai. And that's been mm-hmm. written in esoteric um, philosophy as like God, right? It's like the, yeah. or Shambhala, the city of the holy people who understand um, the greater dynamics of the realities, right? A lot of people believe that ascended masters have to be these gods. Mm-hmm. They're not. Like the ascended masters are aliens that have learned how to like overcome the dynamics of realities. There are people throughout history who have been taught by ascended masters who have ascended in some way, shape, or form. They just randomly disappear. Like whole societies have done it. Yeah. Um, and then the ascended masters come in and out of this reality whenever the the reality requires their lessons to be present in the world. So, you know, Vishnu, the god Vishnu, came through as Buddha during his time. And Buddha never denied that he was Vishnu's avatar. Like, that was it. And he came in because people needed to relearn this. Um, I myself am an ascended master as well. And I just, I've been here for thousands of years teaching this over and over and over again, hoping that it sticks. And in a way, it's been my karma too, because I've been hoping that I could save the whole entire world by teaching this over and over again. And it's, it's this lifetime where I'm realizing you can't save everybody. Like some people have to go for the ride extensively <laughs> before mm-hmm. they get to like this level of understanding, you know? So how about we take the people who are ready with us to move forward? And that's what the whole mission of Antohai is, is like learning these base frequencies of reality that allow you to tap into all of your psychic powers. They allow you to intimately get to know other people before they know like things themselves. Like a great example is my friend, my, my, one of my best friends, a week and a half ago, I told him, I feel like you're getting distant. Like I can just feel like you're getting distant. And he was like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. And then of course he got distant. And yesterday he messages me. He's like, you know, I guess I didn't really realize when you pointed it out that I was starting to kick into that mode. He was like, I guess I didn't really want to look at it, but I keep forgetting that we're psychic and we, we both know onto high. So like in a way I didn't have to verbally say that or know it myself for you to be conscious of it. Mm-hmm. So it, it changes the ways like you have interactions with people, how life interacts with you. Like animals have completely lost their fear of me 100%. Like, and it's crazy because they, they're like intrigued by me. They want to get closer to me. Yeah. Kids feel the vibration. Is I this energy? Yeah. yeah. It's is like this energy kids from across the room are like, hi, what are you doing? What are you? And I'm like, what is that? Yeah. I had a kid one time, as actually happened a couple of times where I'm just randomly walking somewhere and a kid about like probably like six years old will stare at me, point at me and yell at their parent, like mommy, daddy, that man's a good man. And I'm just kind of like, whoa, <laughs> like it's kind of like really yeah. crazy. Um, but yeah, like that's basically on high. I know I like, I went, I went on the description of like all of its lessons, but it's these energies that teach you how to bend reality and how to bend yourself. And you learn mm-hmm. the true intimacy between everything and it makes your life easier. It heals you yeah. from so many different things. Dude, <laughs> you just took us on a ride. I hope you guys really like took in all he just said. Um, you said one of my favorite words where we talk about aliens. <laughs> and I'm kind of excited because I want to see if we can dig into um, first what it is that this hologramic, holographic universe that we live in, uh, what its purpose is. Like, obviously, I believe that Earth is this uh, kind of school, essentially, where we ascend and expand our soul. But um, if we live in this hologram and we are in the background somewhere doing the programming or whatever and coming through this avatar one kind of like what's the point 
like in your opinion, like why, why are we doing this? Why do we need to live in this hologram to begin with? Do this due process, if you will. And then two, when you talk about aliens or ascended masters and how they're coming in, how they've lived their life on earth. And then they're kind of coming back to give us this information. Um, kind of one, like what is their obligation to us to do so? And then two, um, you know, are we talking alien as an in interdimensional or extraterrestrial? Or is it the same thing? You know, they're both. Okay. So, okay. Um, the last one. So talking about interdimensional extraterrestrial, like they're beings that are both because there's going to be, there's going to be beings that you can only perceive as extraterrestrial when you have reached multidimensionality because they live in a different frequency altogether. So like you have to raise your frequency and then they become material. That's what would make sense. Or they have to lower their vibration to materialize into our universe, however easy it is. So like it's, it's a two way street when it comes to that. Um, A lot of them are readily accessible through any form of communication through meditation. Like um, you just have to state that, okay, you just want to talk to beings of light, like that are oriented in that direction. Um, Cause if you just put out there that you're willing to talk to anybody, somebody's going to answer right? Mm-hmm. And you just want to make sure that you make it really clear. So I spend a lot of times just like literally hanging out with aliens. Like the Pleiadians are really cool. Um, they usually have like a couch, like that's floating in mid space and they're they're usually passing around like a like a joint or something that's like stardust, <laughs> <laughs> and everybody's just like puffing and talking about love, um, and they're really cool. Like they're really down to earth, and they'll teach you a lot about things that like you would never even like perceive possible. But you are a multidimensional and extraterrestrial being as well. If you own it, if you understand that you're an alien in a human body, then you can open up your mind and literally have conversations with other interdimensional beings. You need to first change your perspective by not looking at yourself as a human trying to interact with aliens. You're an alien in a human body interacting with other aliens. That totally changes the playing field. And then once you're there, just like, you know, any other directory, like you just state, I want to talk to aliens that are like-minded towards fifth dimensional consciousness, bam. And they'll just start coming to you. You just have to say, I want to talk to you, have that interaction. And you have star family that has been waiting to come through and have that conversation with you. You know, it's, it's very, it's very powerful because once you connect, you're not alone anymore. Even your manifestation again changes because your family's helping you do it now. Mm -hmm. It's not you doing it by yourself. Um, this, you had a second question on like, there was another question that was about hologram. Like, why are we in this hologram? What's the point? Uh, Yeah. So the hologram, esoterica basically talks about like when you read a lot of it and compare it from the sixth dimension was created the third dimension so it was designed to be able to have experiences that you can't have anywhere else so on the third dimension you you can eat food you can have sex you can you know go on a roller coaster you can die and have a physical sensation on your death. Like, in higher dimensions, you don't have that. Like, you can still have sex, but it's a different kind of sex. It's not physical anymore. It's more telepathic and energetic. Like, there is no need for food, but in certain dimensional realities, and say if you're in a material universe that's at a higher dimensional reality, 
maybe the food doesn't taste as good or it's not the same you don't need to eat as often right so like a lot of things change as you raise your vibration and that's something that a lot of people notice today like they'll raise their vibration and all of a sudden like they don't like eating their oreos that they used to smash all the time or they don't eat as often yeah no meat no dairy none of that because your vibration changed like you don't need that stuff anymore so um the hologram is really just uh, this thing that was originally created through all the esoterica to give us the experiences that we can't have anywhere else is basically why it's here um it's technically through other esoterica always been here because everything has always just been it's whoever decided to organize the energies to have this experience that put that into play which was like the general collective consciousness if that makes sense Mm -hmm. um so then being here like now the third dimension has a bunch of different uses like it's a place where people come like you said like they come to learn and have a different experience right like that's what people would come here if you're from the sixth dimension and you've never experienced eating a brownie like of course you're coming down here to learn how to do that right like that's what we're here for for another reason it's like a jailing system for some people so like so Mm. people can stay here and like it's got this dimensional aspect that like it won't let you go until you realize that you are an ascended being like you're not bound to any of the stuff that you've been taught you have to transcend it to leave it it's Mm -hmm. how it works for everybody and that's what we call ascension enlightenment and ascension are two different things enlightenment is knowing that you can look into the future you can talk to ghosts you can use the law of attraction ascension is saying like i live my life this way like i'm not just picking up my tarot just to do a quick reading when my friends are going to have a powwow. Like I'm reading every day, you know, I'm manifesting 24 seven. This is my life. That's ascension. That's opening the gateway and becoming a conscious creator that pulls you out of the third dimension into higher dimensions. Some people come here because they want to have a vacation. Like they just want to have the experiences of saying, Oh, this is something new. Right. And I've met a lot of people that are like that, that have been like, Oh, you know, I know I just incarnated because, you know, wherever I was coming from, it just got boring. It's like, okay, that's totally understandable. And then you, you, for other beings like myself, um, from what I remember from all my other lifetimes is I, my parents um, originally came here from Venus with like my other ancestors. And when they came here, they incarnated themselves as like these tall light beings and of course every all the humans that were here before were like holy crap the gods have descended upon earth right but really there were like these huge aliens made out of light and like they started like reforming themselves taking on like um more bot like bodies that were more familiar to the human experience basically and still people deified them so what ended up happening for the people from Atlantis, like when Atlantis sunk, Atlantis sunk because we were doing we were we were doing magic and sciences that were out of resonance with the cosmos. Mm-hmm. So then everyone who reincarnated from there reincarnated into Egypt, and Egypt and during Egypt's time was one of the last times an ascension gate was open where people could just leave into another dimension very easily. Mm-hmm. Um, my ancestors were just like, hey we've been doing this for thousands of years and 
they just don't get it. They just don't get it. So we're going to like dip out. We felt they felt a responsibility to teach humanity because they had blown their perceptions when they originally landed here. So they wanted to make sure they could help humanity reach a higher state. But humanity has always learned to twist the truth to benefit themselves, to take away power from other people. So there came a point where my ancestors originally were just like, okay, we just can't do this anymore. We're leaving. You guys are coming or are you going to stay? Mm-hmm. And myself and all of my counterparts, like my brothers and sisters, we were like, no, we can't just leave them to like have this experience. We have to teach them how to really control themselves. And a lot of other ascended masters or like, you know, ancient beings are influencers today. Like they're at the forefront of like Ayurvedic medicine, like, you know, spiritual dance. Like there's all these new movements of people who have like a lot of um, energetic sway because Mm -hmm. they're here to change the way you think about reality. They're the ones that decided to stay for hundreds of thousands of years. And now it's our time to finish what we're doing. And if we want to stay here, we can stay here or we can leave and go into another dimension. But like this, this is all about having an experience and the hologram is created based off of how you feel. So your experience is beyond even what you would consider karma. A lot of people think, you know, like karma is going to happen to you no matter what, like not if you let go of it, like if you forgive someone, you don't have to ever deal with that karma ever again. If you mm-hmm. choose to put love in places where you usually apply hate, you're changing the energetic flow. It's just energy. It's not like these laws that absolutely have to obey every aspect of your life, but that's getting more like advanced, you know? What I mean? uh, so like, okay, you said a lot and like my, my mind is like, this is, this is what I live for. I love this shit so much. Um, so, okay, let's talk about right now. Like, um, I know that, especially for myself, um, I have my own history that I've talked about on the podcast for, you know, for a while and other past lives and having that connection to Egypt and ISIS and, and all kinds of stuff and that this was my purpose. I'm supposed to be here now to help people, teach people, bring people information so they can learn how to ascend. Um, but why now? You know, like during this time, is this like a time where we're experiencing what Egypt last had, where people are kind of like, because I, as, I, as I understand it, souls are rushing in, especially very old souls are rushing in right now during this time, particularly because this is like this catalytic, energetic portal, you know, something in order to expand our souls in very, very fast ways. But those of us who are super, super old souls, like, did we just come here to be teachers? Are we here also to expand? Um, you know, kind of, I'm still trying to look for motivation because if we're like, you know, sitting on the Palladian couch, smoking a spliff or something, you know, like what is the point to come down here and suffer so much through this process of um, this 3D consciousness and feeling like people are just not getting it? Oh man, I totally feel you. Yes, I totally feel you. That's like a struggle. Well, you know, it's, it's, really just about like that's one of the things I tell people a lot like you know I've I've learned how to overcome you know reincarnation and like the brainwash because when I was a kid I was drawing alchemy symbols I was obsessed with Egypt like and I didn't have anything to tell me that like that was a part of who I was I just always knew that that was somehow connected to me so in a way like you know I I always remind people like you're you're here trying to constantly remember who you are but you already know who you've always been. You just have to like go with that flow and own that. And people are afraid of that. That's like where the biggest resistance is. Like 
what if I'm not who I say I am or who I've been telling myself I am? That's the most scariest part. And for, for people like us, especially that, you know, are teaching people, you know, like I said earlier, when you teach other people, you are constantly learning. Like that's one of the things that all esoterica says, like, even when you leave the third dimension, you're still learning. You never become perfect because perfection would be completely letting go of like any identity whatsoever and just being still with yourself. And like, that would be ultimate source, but really we always want to have an experience no matter where we're at. We're fragments of source in a way. So it's very like, it's very powerful because when you're, when you're like sitting down and you're looking at your path, like it's all about your vibration. That's something that's been really powerful for me, I guess, to like get the message that I'm trying to get across is like my childhood and my teen years, even my young adult years, they were really rough. They were, they were filled with abuse, with trauma, with like escapism and that was all to teach me like the negative blueprint of myself, like the things that actually empower me. And through all those experiences, I was able to get to where I'm at today, where I understand how to bend reality for myself and for other people. I understand like how powerful your thoughts are. It's all an experience. When you stop victimizing yourself and you say, you know, I, I went through that because of like other circumstances. And you're saying, no, I went through that to remind myself who I am like let me look at all these these details what in, what is there to learn from having that experience with my mom with my brother with my ex like what was all that about to remind me what and when you take all those pieces of information and you really put them and you look at them in front of yourself that's how I've been able to be like whoa like everything subconsciously at a grander scale everything was meant to remind me of what I'm doing right now which is like okay Part of this experience for some of us is karma. Like I said, for me, this has been karma to some degree. Like I stayed here thinking that I could save the whole entire world. That's not, that's not feasible. That's not what this is all about. So like this lifetime, I've, I've learned that. So, okay, I've overcome that karma. And I've been told by the guides that that's over with. For other people, it's because they honestly wanted to come in here and they wanted to teach and they wanted to have that experience. For other people, they just wanted something to you know, just feel, just vibe with. And it comes to this point of like, what, what, what fulfills you in life? Like as an entrepreneur, I've learned that many times. I can switch businesses so many different times because I thought I wanted to be in the restaurant business. No, that's, just, that's too stressful. Maybe I want to do like this one other thing mm, that got boring, right? So like you keep modifying yourself to find your inner power. And that's what this is all about from my perspective and learning is, is like to remind yourself who you are, your inner power and how, how easily anything can change. Like your God is literally what I've learned through everything that I've studied and had experiences with. Beautiful. Do you think that there is a collective purpose and or karma that we're working on right now? Yeah, totally. Everything in history repeats itself. We already know that with fashion, we know that with music, like, People are constantly sampling other things to make new stuff from it. So like that, what makes you think for anybody, right? Like this, what's happening right now hasn't happened already. Mm -hmm. Like it's just repeating itself under a new skin. And this is why the collective consciousness is having such a huge shift. Like some of us are awakened and we remember even like 
when this whole COVID thing happened, I'm telling you, like, it was crazy. Like I had, I had set up this vacation to go to Egypt. Right. And I was going to go to Egypt and everything was about to like be finalized. And something started telling me, don't go to Egypt. Don't go to Egypt. Don't go to Egypt. If you go to Egypt, you ain't coming back. You're not coming back. And I was like, mm. and for a second there, I thought to myself, well, my old kingdom used to be in Egypt because I used to be a pharaoh and I, I've been able to pinpoint that Heliopolis, Heliopolis was my old kingdom. So I'm like, I was so obsessed going there because I wanted to just be in that energy and just have something trigger. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll go there and I'll die because I'll be like, ah, yeah, I'm fulfilled and I'm just going to leave this <laughs> earthly body. And I was like, am I, am I okay with that? And I was like, yeah, I'm totally good with that. I'm great with it. But then there was like this voice, this energy behind it that was just like, don't go. So I decided to like not finalize the trip. And instead I, I meet this guru that like numerology was screaming at me, work with this guy. And I, all the money that I would have used to go on a trip, I spent on working with this guy. This guy comes from, um, this guru comes from London, trains with me. And on the day that they're closing the, the borders was the day that his, his ticket was originally designed to leave the States. So the whole time I'm training with this guy, I'm seeing like five, five, five. Like he was staying at a house, five, five, five. And I was like, mm -hmm. holy crap. Our sessions would stop always around like three, three, 13, three, 33. Mm -hmm. So I was following all this vibe. He leaves on the last day that the American borders are open. And then Corona really like hits hard. And all these other businesses around me start failing. But like what I went through with this guru sustained me through the whole entire epidemic like it was yeah. like it was the cosmos literally pointing out like there's this shift that's happening you don't have anything to worry about don't even yeah. worry about it i got you covered right yeah. so then the, the when the whole entire thing started happening i remember telling all my friends like you know this is not the first time we've done this right like this is definitely not the first time we've done this and if any of you are freaking out right now you need to remember that this is not the first time we've done this we've survived worse trust me mm -hmm. like i don't know how to else to bring that to you but you gotta trust me so then my, the ones that listened they started seeing that reality started shifting real easy like everything would happen to everybody else but to them everything was gravy yeah and it was it was so crazy it was so so crazy so then that elevated into um it oh, okay so we were talking about hold on i lost my train of thought with that Sometimes when you're channeling, that happens. It's like, yeah. circle back. Basically, the collective karma or uh, collective purpose during this time. Oh, yeah. Okay, so back to that. Okay, so my friends started having this shift. And then all of a sudden, I said, this corona thing is starting to lose traction. And mm -hmm. I said, the next thing that they're going to do is they're going to cause a racial divide, is what I said. And two days later, the whole entire like rioting thing happened. And I, I, I had just felt it. And when I saw that play out, I was like, no, for real, I've done this before. Like mm -hmm. I, I can already predict what's about to happen next. And then I started just doing that randomly. Like I would feel it and I'd be like, this is what's going to happen next. This is going to happen next. And it's been happening over and over and over again, which has then taught me, okay, well, you know, we're just doing the same thing over this whole thing, this whole epidemic, the restrictions, everything is because we've been ignoring something that we've been carrying for eons that we mm -hmm. need to like address already that we can't, we can't suppress other people. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
that's so, so crazy. I had this dream the other day and in this dream, um, I talked to some of my Instagram followers about it, but in this dream, I had the, the most terrifying nightmare I have ever had. And I was in my apartment and I was overlooking the balcony and I can see in the distance that all the buildings were being knocked down over one, another, another, another. And I, I interpreted it in the dream as a tornado, but instead it was kind of like this invisible giant was actually coming in and just knocking shit over, you know, and it was coming closer and closer and the wind was like blowing and the whole thing. And the sky looked like how it looked when you, um, you know, put an ink blot in water. And there was this running blackness that was coming through the sky. And I was like, oh my God, we got to get out of here. here." Anyway, uh, my sister was in the dream. I was trying to protect her. We're like, let's get to the basement. I had, I had to grab my phone so I could tell my boyfriend I loved him if I, if it was going to die. And we get into the stairwell and the the whole building essentially like the top of it falls off and everything gets taken away. And um, once everything kind of settles down, everybody runs outside and we're all looking at the damage that's kind of happened and we're we're kind of like surveying everything and there's a man a very tall man who calls out and says it's coming another one is coming and we're like ah you know everybody's screaming and like take for cover and so we run down into this other basement and as we get to the bottom of this basement i understand okay i'm gonna die this is about to happen and i can see on the top floor like the floor above me how the floor is cracking in this in amazing like it's concrete you know amazing way pulling together and all this light is starting to come in and you know it was it was terrifying in the dream i was it was so visceral but afterwards i you know i was in meditation about it and i was like wow this is what the collective is feeling there's so much fear happening right now and there's so many paradigms and old shifts and things that are just getting knocked down and when we're not in a place to observe what it is that's going on we don't understand we've been here before we've done this before it happens again uh it keeps happening (laughs) until we kind of like fully really grasp onto it and so what i was telling my audience was like we need to step out of this consciousness of fear like we know what we are, what we're here to do, how to do it, and how to elevate. And we keep coming in to learn this lesson, um, and people aren't getting it. <laughs> and and I mean, I guess that's okay. That's part of their journey. But you know that that frustration that we feel, those of us who are starting to get really connected with it, because I've always had this really weird disconnect with death. Like I've never been afraid of dying. I remember having this conversation with one of my friends and he's like, how is it possible that you are not scared of dying? And I was like, I don't know. Like, it's almost like I don't take this life super personal. Mm-hmm. It's like, I've done it before. Like, I'll be here again. Maybe I'm not like, you know, whatever. And yeah. There's a couple of those memes that are like, due to personal reasons, I will not be reincarnated on earth again, you know? Right. And, and that ideal of feeling like there is, there's just such a knowing of like, it's not that it's not that deep, you know, it's not that <laughs> personal that to lose your life here. Um, even, you know, with COVID, this, the fear that people are having with the programs that they're subscribing to about dying around COVID. And they kept saying to people, not, not to negate the heaviness of loss, but I was mm-hmm. saying never, have we ever sat around and counted death before? Mm-hmm. Like how many people die on in a normal, you know, like not from COVID specifically, but just die daily um Mm -hmm. daily yeah like um i was talking to some friends who live in new york and i was like we've never we never count that you know like we never count how many people die in in car accidents or carjackings and plane crashes you know whatever all the different things and illness and so this is the first time we're paying such close attention to that but do you feel like you're subscribing to something there 
like, do you feel like you're, you're, you're signing up for something here to make you afraid of what could happen or what might happen or whatever? Either way, um, in the process of all this, then, like you said, the, the racial divide then happens. And me being a person of color, that affects me very much emotionally. And this was the first time in this lifetime that I was like, I'm going to talk about this. Like, I'm going to step up to this because it's something that brings me a lot of anxiety. And that was the thing that essentially expanded my platform really, really fast because I was like, let's get out of this, this, uh-huh. this paradigm of this division or whatever. I've been here. We've done this before. Let's get past it. Let's get through it. Um, so anyway, like this collective consciousness that everybody's kind of tapping into and, you know, do you have anything to say about the polarity of which it's drawing in where there are people choosing, you know, one path versus the other path as far as like what that looks like. And then can you speak to timelines? Because I do hear people talk about how like you can tap into a whole different consciousness and timeline and your reality will be completely different than Mm -hmm. someone who taps into a different timeline. Oh yeah. So, oh my God, you said so many juicy things. (laughs) Um, So let me just tell you before I dive into all this, like like two years before COVID happened, I had this lady who I was working with one-on-one and she was like this really powerful medium. She worked in like, um, like medicine and stuff like that. And she was like, she was having these dreams that something was going to come from Asia and it was black and it was going to kill a bunch of people. And she was like convinced that it had something to do in conjunction um, uh, and similarity with 5G towers and stuff like that. So it was it was really interesting because then my students started having similar dreams of like post-apocalyptic kind of vibes. Mm-hmm. And it was, everyone kept saying something's going to come from Asia. Something's going to come from Asia. And like how this all played out was, it was very interesting that we've been manifesting this outcome for a while. Like mm-hmm. it's been there for a couple years before it actually happened. Everyone that saw it saw like really, really bad vibes. So obviously how it played out actually for all of us is way better than what everyone else had saw. That mm-hmm. means that we jumped timelines already. Like mm-hmm. we still had to experience COVID because it's an awakening process, but it didn't have to be as rough. Somehow we changed those outlines. So like when it comes to like the polarity, like right now, yeah, there are different, there are different vibrations of earth. And you're going to notice this, like for everyone who's listening, especially like you might've noticed that there's less and less people in your reality all of a sudden, like Mm. you might go to the store and usually the store is really packed and now it's not. The streets are pretty empty. You know what I mean? That's because there's people, those, the people that you're observing are the people that are at your frequency. There's a lot less of those, of of those higher vibrational people out there. Even if the person doesn't practice esoterica and they don't do meditation, something about them is just like, I'm not going to let this affect me. You know what I mean? I'm Mm going to be at a higher resonance. So you can get that. So that's one of the ways I judge on my days. Like, all right, like this one store when I'm on a low vibration is always slammed, always slammed. I'm going to wait forever. And on higher vibration of day, there's nobody. Like I walk in and out of that store, like no big deal. So Mm -hmm. I use that as a gauge and that's what's just happening for people. Like you know, people who have been fearful in any sense, like I'm fearful that I'm going to get COVID. I am fearful that my job is like not going to pan out. My abundance is going to be screwed. Like any of that, those are the people that are continuously manifesting more of that. They're having more of that resistance. They're living in fear. They're giving their power away to other people versus people who have like stopped watching the news, 
who are um, making sure they're fact-checking everything that they're reading out there. They're making their own assumptions on what, the, what feels right intuitively. And they're also taking this time to like care for themselves. A lot of this COVID thing has made people crazy because they've had to spend time with themselves mm -hmm. and they can't escape into work and doing all these other things that they normally would have to not work on themselves. Like one of the things that I first did during COVID was call people out and be like, if you're going on Tinder right now, like and um, Bumble, whatever it is that you got going on, and you're you're trying to find somebody during this time is because you don't want to work on yourself, and you need to ask yourself: Are you aligning yourself with somebody who's also working on themselves? Because you're obviously both distracted. It's not going to be a good combination, right? So, like, I it's, hold on. It's, it's, <laughs> Wait, real quick. I met my the love of my life on Bumble during the quarantine. <laughs> nice, good. Then hey, hey. <laughs> it doesn't happen to everybody. You guys are that but I get the concept. I just had to say that because it's funny because we were, we we're, I had a dream about him before I met him. There's all this other stuff that was uh, in play. But yes, I understand what you mean. That's that like not really getting with yourself. I just had to mm -hmm. add that. Sorry. Nice. No, no, totally. So like that, all these things that, that again are taking you away from understanding yourself, understanding your power, making your own decisions, you know, anything that's causing you stress, fear repression that's going to put you in a lower dimensional reality like mm -hmm. yesterday i made a live and i told like this girl had come on and she was like hey like i i love esoterica i love healing but my family doesn't support me but they they'll support me if if i'm a lawyer you know what i mean and i'm like okay no offense that's not unconditional love like and you you need to understand that that doesn't mean you need to cut them off but you need to start looking at reality from a different perspective because if they're only supporting you in one direction but they're not fulfilling you in another they don't unconditionally love you so you need that's going to manifest as trauma if mm -hmm. you don't pay attention to that and that's going to bring you to a lower dimensional reality mm -hmm. and then she was like whoa i didn't even recognize that and that's like what you got to keep doing like you need to understand that you are everything in this moment right now and like you have so much to share but you can only share that when you fully wholeheartedly tap into your own power and sometimes that's like letting go of people habits like decisions that you've made walking away from your career to fulfill yourself at a higher vibration and it's scary every time you're going to do that like i'm going through a shift right now too where i'm changing a lot of things in my life and some of them are easier than others some are like absolutely terrifying and I'm, I'm struggling, but I know that ultimately where I want to exist, which is that this fifth dimensional consciousness it involves me changing. It involves, involves me going in this direction because this is where I'm being head, I mean, pointed to, right? So like these timelines, time works different on these timelines as well. Yeah. Like you might've noticed that all of a sudden, you know, it, you're getting things done like that or maybe you thought you had more time than you actually anticipated and time has bent itself really weirdly. Like I've gone to the gym the last like week and a half and I've noticed that I've, I've worked out literally for an hour, but for some reason I've been there for two hours, three hours, and I don't understand how, like, yeah. and I've gotten to this point where I'm like, okay, whatever. Like maybe I was supposed to be here longer and I just, something's warping time like i'm just accepting it now i'm just moving with it you this know it's very real this is absolutely yeah. very real me and my um my partner were talking about this and we've been together for uh three and a half months it feels like it's been two years and even some of my friends who are not like 
in like as much into this have been like, it's only been three months. It feels like it's been a really long time. And I'm like, I know like not just that, but like sometimes um, the, when we're spending time together, especially, okay. So the reason, the reason I bring this up is not to talk about my partner, but like we both have a, a very clear understanding about how to bend time. And so since we both live in that reality, we both experience it very similarly. And so to see how like, okay, this day seems like it's been 48 hours not 24 or we've been spending time and that went by like that. And it was like, Oh, how was that five hours? I felt like it was 30 minutes, you know? So like that gauge of time, any, anymore, we talked about our old indigenous uh, traditions and our ancestry and seeing how a lot of African ancestry talked about time bending. That was a big mm -hmm. part of their indigenous practice. And so um, he's a, he's a big fan of watches. Like he loves watches or whatever. So I I've never worn a watch. Um, it's like a slave to time, but I've noticed that as I've started to wear a watch, I've started to pick up more awareness around when I'm bending time. And so like, that's been really interesting to observe. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? It's so cool to observe because our mind from that 3d perspective has gotten so used to that linear linearness of, of our world. And now it's like the way that stuff is happening is almost out of order. I'll have a vision about something right before it happens or it, things will seem switched. And it's like, didn't we do this already? The deja vu is insane. Like, go ahead. You look like you're going to say something. Oh, like, no, like your experiences are literally what have been happening. Oh my God. So like I've been jumping alternate realities and it's crazy I, I started telling my friends about it and then I started like just I started taking photos it's crazy but I would wake up and it would be like 7 30 in the morning mm -hmm. and then I would be like okay like I, I'm gonna wake up at eight I'm just need 30 more minutes I'm just gonna go back to sleep and then somehow I would wake up at 6 45. Oh my god that's that is almost exactly what's happened to me like a few months ago like the exact thing. I woke up, I was like, okay, I got to get up at this time or whatever. I had this really crazy dream with, I believe a Palladian person, um, woke, uh, back up and it was six 30 and I was like, no way in hell. It was just seven 40. What just happened? Yeah. like freaked out. Go ahead. Sorry. It was crazy. It was happening to me for a while. And then the, the, this, like a couple like weeks ago, my partner and I, we went on a trip and like, I had a dream about this whole scenario that we were in a car somewhere that I had never recognized before. And he said, like, we had this conversation and he said something in the dream that because of him saying that was going to get us in a car accident. And then in this, in the, in real time, we were at that same spot. It happened so organically. We had the same conversation, but he ended the the conversation with a totally different line and then we both felt like woo, like something like hit our brains mm. and I was like oh my god did you like I was like do you know that we've had that conversation before mm -hmm. and he said yeah and the last the, the last time I said something different at the end and he's like and it got us into some shit and I was just like how do you know that and he was just like I don't know he's like there's something about it I know that's what happened it was so crazy. It was so nuts. Oh my God. That's this. We could talk forever, man. Like, <laughs> like, 
it's like I almost forgot about the podcast. It's like, oh, let's just keep talking about these experiences. Um, this is so cool. Uh, we're gonna talk a little bit more on Patreon after uh, this, after we end here. But like, it's been so neat to experience your version of the world and hear another person who ex- have some of the same experiences that I'm having. And those of you guys who are listening, whether you're far in your journey or you're new to this, um, I know all of this is like really, really juicy for you to dig into. Some of the things you might not have understood, listen to it again. Um, this is our world right now. Like we are going through this very transformative sh- paradigm shift where we're getting to experience several worlds kind of at the same time and this interdimensionality mm-hmm. this inner time quantum leaps and all kinds of stuff and regardless of uh if you understand it or not if you have an opportunity to just trust yourself during this process trust yourself during this time when things come to you and you are feeling like mm, was that a coincidence was that not you know like stop doubting yourself and let yourself essentially breathe through this process let yourself open up and and enjoy the magic of what's happening right now because this is what we're here for yeah, so definitely lasting thoughts like what the last thing you want to leave our audience well there's 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 one thing that really is important here it's about like time right we were talking about time one of the things that's, that has really helped me move forward with all the chaos that's been happening is talking to myself Like I've been talking to my future self and I know that my future self is trying to talk to me. The version of me that has everything that I want to accomplish, everything that I want to feel by a certain age, by everything, that version of me also meditates every day. That version of me also is multidimensional. So we just have to make a a soul connection and say, let's meet up halfway in the middle. Teach me what you know so I can become that version of myself and you're using what esoterica tells you is source like source encompasses all these different forms you have so many different possibilities why not work with yourself why not talk to yourself from the future and that's been one of the things that's really changed my life most recently when it comes to that that same law of attraction like I'm no longer I don't even talk to guides all that often anymore because I'm talking to myself because myself in some dimension has attained whatever it is I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. Who better to coach me to get there? Mm -hmm. And all you have to do is sit down and say, I'm willing to accept the information and listen. And that's another really powerful way to bend time because you're no longer, you're no longer trying to figure it out on your own, trying to break it through space and time. Like somebody else is giving you the blueprint to get there. You just have to follow the breadcrumb. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's powerful. All right, Anta Hai, thank you so much for being on the show. You've like so, so many thank things. Thank you for okay, having I'm going to ask you on Patreon here afterwards. Um, but before we go, can you tell people where to find you? Yes, absolutely. Um, you can find me on TikTok. It's uh, Anta Hai Quantum Healing. You can find me on YouTube, the same one, Anta Hai Quantum Healing. I have um, Instagram at Anta Hai. And I have a Patreon, which is Anta High Ascension Academy, if you want to keep learning things like this. I have tons of courses online. So just literally type in A-N-T-O-J-A-I, and you'll basically find something, and you can go with that. Beautiful. Guys, I hope you learned as much as I did today. And again, thank you for listening. We'll see you in the next one. Thank Bye. you. hope you guys enjoyed that episode 
man, he had so much to say. And we talked about so many cool things that, that really excite me. Um, a lot of the things that we were talking about earlier in our listener question, (laughs) um, that is just so fun to consume, um, informatic wise. So let's get on to our weekly wisdom card. I've already pulled the card, have it ready to go. And it is the garden and the gate card and the garden and the gate card is all about, um, you know, you having the keys to your own gates and you making decisions about whether or not you're going to leave that gate and get out of your comfort zone. And I think that that's super fitting this week because it is about us looking onward and maybe being afraid of the unknown and what the unknown holds for us, but us being in a position in a place of, you know, surrendering to whatever that could be, because what's outside of the gate could be a lot better for us than what is inside of the gate. We know what's inside the gate. We're comfortable inside of the gate. We're familiar. This is, it's our home, but what does it look like to step outside and have the keys knowing that we can progress forward, walk forward and move into a new territory? But you know, are we ready? Are we ready to surrender to what that could mean? Are we ready to open up the opportunity for new changes in our life, new challenges in our life, new catalysts in our life in order to expand? Is that something that we're willing to do? Are we willing to sacrifice our comfort in order to move into higher levels of our expansion? And I think that that's, you know, the question you want to ask yourself this week is, you know, what am I dealing with that? I know I can take a step in a new direction here, but I'm scared and fear is completely natural. You're, you're more than welcome to that fear, but do you trust the universe more than you trust your comfort? I hope you guys have an amazing week this week. Thank you so much for listening to the show and being here. As always, if you want to book a uh, card reading, you can go to thelovelyalia.com and hopefully I'll meet you in the near future. Have a good one. hope you enjoyed this episode. Please share it with someone you love. And if you're interested in becoming a client for energy coaching or card readings, find me at thelovelyalia.com to read more about what I do and to book your own session. And don't forget to add me on the lovely Leah on Instagram for daily content and inspiration and hang out with me on Patreon. As always, thank you for listening.